Warning, the following recordings are vocal in nature. This is Sound Tales. known to the colony as W5311X44, watched the birds ride the wind from tree to tree. Their bodies were completely different from that of an ant. That must be, thought W5, because they live in the sky and not under the ground. Although W5's sight was her least powerful sense, from the ground she could still make out two legs and two other appendages that kept these mysterious creatures from plummeting to the earth. W5 wondered if these strange flying singers lived inside the towers that grew all around her. Did they also have a queen? What freedom to live in the sky! A piercing cry from high above shook W5 out of her thoughts. Moving at an incredible speed, another bird dove down into the group that W5 was observing. It snatched up one of the birds in outstretched claws and in an instant returned to the sky. Most of the birds scattered in every direction. A few attempted to follow the attacker, screaming angrily from behind, but soon abandoned the chase. The birds disappeared, and W5 noticed that it was suddenly completely silent. The surface was a beautiful place, but it was also very dangerous. The long silence was broken, bit by bit, as surface creatures began singing their songs, one by one. W5 was afraid to move. Would some giant flyer descend from the sky and take her as well? She hadn't risked everything and broken the laws of the colony just to end up frozen with fear. She stretched her legs, comforting herself with some brief grooming. Unsure which way to go or if she would ever return, W5 crawled forwards across the damp blanket of bright green moss until she felt the familiar feeling of soil underfoot. It was reassuring. She climbed up one of the green blades of grass growing up from the soil. From this higher vantage, she was able to peer across the land. A soft wind blew and W5 was thrilled 
as she moved back and forth with the blade of grass beneath her. She became aware of the swaying, the wind, and the feeling of warmth enveloping her entire exoskeleton. A line of ants approached. Looking down on them from above, W5 could see that they were workers, like her. But without knowing their scent, she had no idea if they were from her colony or another. She had always known somehow that ants from other colonies were dangerous and couldn't be trusted. For a moment, W5 panicked. They will know I'm a tunneler, she thought, her mind racing wildly. They will know I've snuck away. Then she remembered. I'm not a worker. I'm a major. I carry the major's scent. I possess the giant head and mandibles. These workers will see me, smell me, as a major. I must not fail. She crawled back down the green blade of grass to the soil surface. The line of workers halted at a respectful distance. W5 reared up on her back legs, mandibles to the sky, her head facing the workers as they surrounded her. The workers passed their antenna over W5's head. There was confusion amongst them. This major carried the scent, but no other information beyond that. The workers began to cluster and were rubbing each other's antenna anxiously. W5 knew that this was a delicate moment. The workers were not sure what to do. She was afraid they might turn on her and carry her back down to the queen. She could sense their frustration growing, and so she acted. Moving quickly and with brute force, she pushed the nearest worker on her way. The sudden movement shocked the rest of the workers back into line. This display of physical force reminded the workers of the Major's wrath, and they shuffled along, following their scent trail to some unknown destination. The last ant in the group paused in front of W5 and offered to feed her. W5, of course, could not risk this level of intimacy and pushed her along as well. The worker was surprised that her offer was rejected, but knowing that a major's decision was final, didn't look back and hustled to catch up with the rest of her team. W5 looked around slowly, turning her heavy head left and right. She heard the sounds of unknown creatures felt the wind and the warmth of the sun. She had gambled that the mask would disguise her true identity. And sure enough, the workers believed she really was a major. Strangely though, W5 didn't feel excited or triumphant at all. Instead, she felt hollow and empty. This was not what she had expected. 
This entire journey was not at all what she expected. Suddenly, she felt so alone. Her entire life had been spent without ever having to consider her next action. Every moment of every day was spent in service to the colony. Sleep was her one and only respite from this all-consuming mission. Now, finally upon the surface, living out a dream, W5 felt hopelessly lost. This feeling was new to her. Being lost was impossible in the dark depths of the colony. Every ant followed scent trails to find their destination. And scent was direction. Scent was purpose. In this bright, sun-drenched world, there seemed an infinite number of sights, sounds, and scents. How, W5 wondered, how did these surface dwellers know what to do? Living on the surface The first step is the hardest The first step is the hardest The first step is the hardest When you're living on the surface The first step is the hardest The first step is the hardest First step is the hardest. The first step is the hardest. Is your direction correct? The first step is the hardest, but it leads to the next. Suddenly you're crawling where before you couldn't move. The first step is the hardest When you're walking towards the truth When you're living on the surface The first step is the hardest The first step is the hardest The first step is the hardest When you're living on the surface the first step is the hardest. The first step is the hardest. The first step is the hardest. When you're living on the surface. Trusting her instinct, W5 rubbed her antenna on the surface, picking up the same scent trail that the workers had followed. She had no idea where the path would take her, but she decided to follow it wherever it led. She immediately felt better, no longer lost. A million things were happening all around her, but her focus was the path. Across soil, through clusters of grass, she followed the scent trail. Around rocks, over hills, and more mats of soft, squishy moss, she followed. She stopped for a moment to admire an incredibly bright yellow flower on top of a green stalk. The flower was made up of many tiny feathery wings growing out from the center. What a mystery! 
W5 wondered how this creature moved, what it ate, and if and how it communicated. As if in response to her question, a flying insect suddenly buzzed down from the sky, landing on the yellow flower. W5 crawled backwards in a hurry, shocked by the sudden appearance of this new creature who was larger than any ant but somehow familiar. She had antennae, but no mandibles, at least not that W5 could see. Her body was covered in tiny hairs. She moved about this way and that amongst the feathery wings of the yellow flower, and then abruptly lifted off into the sky with a rapid burst of her wings. A large chunk of something yellow was in her mouth, and for a moment, W5 and this magnificent creature made brief eye contact. There was something so familiar in those eyes, and the way this insect moved, such determination, so much like a worker ant. A trail of yellow dust fell from the tiny hairs on her body as she buzzed overhead. And just as quickly as she had appeared, she was gone. W5 continued to follow the scent trail to the base of a large tree, similar to the one she had crawled out of when she first arrived at the surface. Here was another amazing surprise. W5 observed the worker ants climbing up the hard, dry surface of the tree. Looking up, she saw a line of workers extending all the way to the branches, covered in green near the top. The workers, some ascending and others descending, took little notice of W5. They believed her to be a supervising major, making sure that the work of the colony was being carried out effectively and efficiently. W5 noted that the workers who were climbing down and off the tree carried a sweet scent. She had smelled this peculiar scent a few times before in the colony, but never had any idea what it might be. And as every ant knows, curiosity is not a trait valuable to the colony. It's time to find out, W5 thought to herself, what that smell really is. Pushing into the busy flow of workers' mandibles first, she began to climb the tree. The heavy mask made the effort difficult, but W5 knew her movements had to appear natural or she might attract unwanted attention. The workers were, as always, in a rush to attend to their work, but still granted the major a respectful amount of space as they passed by. Higher and higher she climbed, until, quite tired, she reached a point on the tree where a large, heavy branch grew out from the main trunk. Following the scent trail, W5 crawled out onto the branch and for the first time looked down on the scene below. From this height, the surface was a beautiful map of colors, greens, yellows, and reds. She could also see now just how many other trees grew up into the sky. They were countless. Flying creatures buzzed and flew across the landscape, and far above everything else, 
the great yellow-orange ball glowed brilliantly in the blue, cloudless sky. Mysteries within mysteries. W5 had never felt so tiny, and yet she swelled with emotion. How could her sisters just keep working blindly amidst this stunning beauty? Her hesitation, she quickly realized, could be her unmasking. She began climbing again, observing the green leaves that grew like legs out of the wide, sturdy branch. They seemed to rejoice in the energy of the light. In fact, although the tree made no sounds and appeared not to move, W5 couldn't help but sense that it too was alive. Soon, she arrived at the scent trail's termination, where the workers were clustered in a concentrated bunch. The sweet smell from before was strong now, and as W5 approached, the workers parted warily to make way for the major. Through the eye holes of her mask, W5 could now make out row upon row of tightly spaced, tiny creatures that seemed attached to the surface of the tree's branch. Only the rear ends of their abdomens were exposed. The tiny creatures weren't moving, but the workers crawled busily all around them. W5 watched curiously as workers, using their mandibles and front legs, gently scraped the tiny creature's abdomens. The gentle scraping appeared to cause the tiny creatures to produce a clear liquid from a mouth-like hole in their rear. W5, in amazement, drew near enough to catch the powerful sweet scent emanating directly from the secreted liquid. So this was the source of that scent. Still watching in fascinated awe, W5 observed the workers consume the liquid and immediately moved to the next tiny creature and repeat the process. When they were full, the workers would crawl back across the branch and down the tree. W5 guessed that if she followed the scent trail, it would lead eventually back to the colony. X-48 would never, ever believe her if she had the chance to tell her this bizarre story. The thought of X-48 brought W-5's mind sharply back to the present moment. How long had it been since she snuck away from the colony? Had any ant noticed her absence? W-5 pushed her way into the ceaseless flow of workers. The descent to the surface was a mad rush of abdomens, legs, antenna, and mandibles. Worker. Major. 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 Worker. Worker. W5's thoughts were flashing wildly one to the next. Down in the colony, she had dreamed of the light. But now, here on the surface, she was in turmoil. Who was she, really? Where did she belong? Lost in thought, she blindly followed the scent trail down the tree and onto the surface. She didn't notice when she turned off the main trail, leaving the swarm of activity behind her. She didn't notice the great light slipping lower and lower in the sky. She didn't notice the scent trail growing fainter and fainter. 
until the very moment she realized that she had lost the trail entirely. W5 turned around in a complete circle. Without a scent trail, she had no idea where she had been or where to go. It was only then that she noticed an eerie glow in the sky. The sun had turned red and was halfway below the horizon. It was getting harder to make out any details in the landscape. Shadows. W5 was suddenly unsure of what senses she could trust. Are you lost, little one? W5 spun around, searching for the source of the voice that seemingly came out of nowhere. But there was no creature in sight. Up here, just above you. Perched on a thin branch in a bush just above W5, in perfect balance, staring down serenely, was the most magnificent creature W5 had ever seen. The leaves all around her radiated a red light, cast in the now setting sun. W5 found herself unable to move. All she could do was take in the details of this mystery. This elegant creature was entirely bright green, from antenna to abdomen. She was larger than a hundred ants. Four legs gripped the branch with effortless strength. Two legs, much larger, like blades, tucked up into the front of her body and appeared poised to strike. The creature's eyes hypnotized W5. Each of her two eyes was separated into countless smaller segments, like a kaleidoscope. W5 instinctually began crawling backwards in the hopes of putting some space between herself and this terrifying creature. I am the mantis. I am indeed a predator, and the fear you feel is understandable. But if I desired to eat you, you would already be in my belly. W5 felt the truth in the mantis's words. It suddenly occurred to her that the mantis's voice was inside her head, even though they were not connected physically in any way. W5 sensed a great power in this mantis. She desperately wanted to look away, but those kaleidoscope eyes held her fixed, and the voice continued. I watched you crawl out of the old tree. You were alone, which seemed strange for your kind. And stranger still, you just waited there, unmoving. Your sisters work endlessly and do not even lift their eyes once from the scent trails they follow. But you, you stumbled around like a newborn larvae. It tickled me, so I decided that I must meet you. The mantis's eyes flashed all the colors of the rainbow. You aren't supposed to be here, are you? Little one, what have you done? And this mask you wear, why? You disguise yourself from your own sisters. What is it that you seek? 
and somehow W5 knew that she could respond without making a sound. Through thought alone, she answered the mantis. I saw the sun from deep in the earth, and it called to me. It wouldn't let me forget. You are right. My sisters care for nothing but the colony. But me, I'm different. I couldn't sleep. My work was no longer important to me. All that mattered to me was, no matter the risk, to see this sun for myself. To feel its light. To know this surface. The mantis was quiet for some time before responding. I admire your spirit. From now on, you are no longer a servant of your colony. These words vibrated through W5's entire body. She felt a bolt of energy pulse from her abdomen up to her head. For a moment there was a ringing, like a bell being struck inside her head. She thought her mask might rattle to pieces. And then, it passed, and W5 felt herself become entirely absorbed into the mantis's eyes, like a fish swimming in a deep, cold lake. Return now to your former home. There is something you must do before you take off your mask. Forever. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Tales. I'd like to invite you to join me, Sound Tales creator Max Bent, on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Sound Tales podcast Facebook page as we go live for the Sound Tales Hangout. We get the day started off just right by celebrating the creativity in all of us. So if you like Sound Tales, you'll love the Sound Tales Hangout. Subscribe to Sound Tales podcast on Facebook and then join us at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday mornings. This is Sound Tales. Come on, man, get a little bit more excited. Yeah!